looking at it big, Horde of Notions has a whale for a head. I think see it's got a kind of round there and it's got the big mouth and there's this I little eyeball. No, it's not. No, 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 no. It's got legs. It's not a no. It's well, a, it's a bear, but it has a whale head. A bear with a whale head. Did is anything else like some weird hybrid like that? Uh, or is it just a bear with a weird? Well, no, head? there's a tiger with a like an owl face. Oh, what the like, hell? And there's, there's like, like a, a fox with a fish tail. And there's just a floating rabbit head. Whoever painted this was on LSD. I think the rabbit head is the bear's tail. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at the whatever that is. It's got a peacock head, but it's like a dog. Look, look what where the, the rabbit. hell? Look where the rabbit is. It's ass hair. <laughs> hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 63. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to conclude the arc of the audience with the best of the rest episode and do our super sweet deck giveaway. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? A whole bunch. We have reached the end of the arc of the audience, and we're going to get to some of the really interesting stuff that CCO Nation has sent us, and we're going to kind of compile it all into a really cool uh, Greatest Hits episode. Yeah. What an arc it was. Um, I think one of our most popular arcs. I agree. We'll probably come back and do this again. This oh, is fun. I think for sure. We received so many lists. I was actually up really late last night <laughs> compiling and making sure that I had a bunch of them and I had enough information on all of them. Super sorry to anybody if you didn't get your deck featured, but if we didn't feature it and you sent it in for Ark of Audience, know that we do have it saved still. We save everything that we get so we can always go back and look at it for Ark of Audience 2.0 when I, we get there. I'm sure we'll do this again. This was really cool. And it's way less work on us because we don't have to build a new deck every week. Yeah. And it gives us a really good idea of what CCO Nation likes to play, which it, gives us an idea of what you might like to hear about, huh? Yeah. And it turns uh, out our, our audience likes to play sweet decks. Yeah. You know, we, I'm going to relate, I think, every deck to either something that we have like a, in our personal deck arsenal or something that we've talked about on the show. Ooh. So we've got a lot of like-minded CCO nationalites, as I call them. Oh, I like to hear that. Before we do? Before we do, social media coordinates? Yeah, we got some business. Business. Okay, we'll start with the social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see all the lists we talk about today and any of the lists we've talked about over the course of the show. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send deck lists, show suggestions, questions, comments, fan mail, no nudes. We got a nude. Another one? Yes. Yes, we did. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. It was actually just butt cheeks, but that counts. Naked butt cheeks? Well, yeah. Dang. It was, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, YouTube, edhrec.com, Podomatic, where we're taking down the scrapbooking ladies, and Patreon. And the unofficial official home of Commander Cookout Podcast, Flipside Gaming. Yes, shout out to Flipside Gaming. Battle Bond singles should be on sale today. Going to get me some Genesis Chambers. Yeah, we got Foil Genesis Chambers. Me and friend of the show, Geoff, drafted it. Saw Foil Genesis Chamber. Passed that garbage. You are such bad friends. Uh, yes, but good Battle Bond players. We're going to talk about that <laughs> just in one second when we announce our next giveaway. You know, I guess I'll just have to buy my own Foil Genesis Chamber from Flipside Gaming using the promo code CCOFU, get myself 10% off, and FU, 
while you're at it, they just released their Richard Kane Ferguson exclusive playmats. And I'm a I'm a sucker for Richard Kane Ferguson. I I think he's I don't know if he's alive anymore. He's a magic artist that did like uh um Solknar, Swamp King, Dak and Blackblade. He did um uh, what's the counter spell that gets you control of the creature? Uh, desertion? desertion. Oh, yeah. Dang. So they've got some Richard Kane Ferguson RKF playmats at Flipside Gaming. And like Brando said, CCOFU promo code to get you 10% off them. And then the other thing that they're doing now, Brew Battle. And it kind of reminds me of you and I where they have same commander, three different builds, and people vote on like their favorite build. Ooh. When we talk about doing a deck, you always do it one way and I always do it the other way. And somewhere in the middle is where we end up for the show. (laughs) So I don't know if anybody knows that who's listening, but we brew lots and we always have some kind of opinion on what should make the cut. I think brew battle on Flipside Gaming would be like that. Yeah. So that's basically what we are in real life. Yeah. Check it out. CCOFU, be there or be square. Correct. All right. I guess it's time. It's that time. We've been teasing it for weeks. Weeks. Weeks and weeks. This uh, is actually our longest arc. This is like week six. Yeah. And 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 what were we giving away this week? We're giving away a... Sunfire and Cavalier deck. What? It's cars. One, oh. of them, one of them has sun in the name. But the other one doesn't have fire in the name. I was thinking Sunspot and Fire Crotch. <laughs> I was thinking Firebird and Camaro. I drove by a racetrack when I was on the way. Ah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah. But the Minotaur Twins from Dominaria, the Biobox exclusive What are they card. actually called? Fire Song and Sunspeaker. That's got to be it. That sounds right. That Their deck. Yes. We built a token-based burn deck that wins by you having a whole bunch of life. Yeah, I think you use all your foil mountains. Yep. There's 15 foil mountains in it, a few other assorted foils that foils I Foils and promos. There's a foil of Johnny. It's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's a cool deck. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're, we've been compiling whenever somebody likes or shares or interacts with us in social media in some way to kind of help us expand the show. And that was not easy. And we threw everybody's <laughs> no, hat. Yeah. We threw everybody's name digitally into a random human-generating program. It's kind of like a dice-rolling thing, and hit go, and we came up with a name, and that name is... Adrian DeRoche. Adrian DeRoche. A-Roche. A-Roche. We will call them. We couldn't tell um, whether they were a dude or... No, it's a dude. We confirmed that. Is it a dude or a lady dude? Uh, I think dude, 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 dude. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations, Adrian. Get at us with your info. We'll get you a sweet deck. If you're going to be in GP Vegas, we will give you the oh, deck. Oh, I hope Adrian's going to be in GP Vegas. That would be so sweet. That would be so we, great. We, and, we, we've talked about that for weeks, giving it to somebody in Vegas. And now it's like, oh, hey, Vegas. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's coming I just up. remembered. It's very soon. Uh, so Adrian, get at us and we will send you a deck or hand you a deck based on your proximity to us. I wonder if Adrian can like stand 20 feet away and we can throw him the deck. Probably a bad idea. Yeah, I might open while it's in the air. Although that deck box is actually quite hard to open. That deck box is super hard to open. You could probably drop it. And your dice that we're giving you wouldn't spill, nor would your sleeved cards. Yeah. Huh. Sweet. Good on us. Just real quick as well, on the topic of Vegas, Attraxable coming up. We're sharpening up all our tech. <laughs> so just keep a lookout on... Facebook or Twitter, because everybody that's involved is going to be meeting up when we get to Vegas. We made a mistake when we said Friday last time, but now we're playing in the Commander Championship, and we don't want to overlap with any of the cosplay events that are going on. So we're actually moving Attraxable 
to Saturday. Yes. And Saturday afternoon, evening, sometime, we we want to interfere with everybody's schedules as little as possible so as many people as possible can be engaged with the Traxable because there will be a big eight-man game or two four-player games or trash talk or... Or trash talk? Color mean- commentary from Brando and other... Uh, content creators that you may or may not want to be a part of. Well, I'm sure everybody wants to be part of that. And we want you to be a part of that. So if you're going to be there, follow us on Twitter, CCO Podcast, and find out when the event's going down. It's going to be a great time. And we really look forward to hopefully meeting some of y'all out there at the time. So this last bit of housekeeping, before we move on into the, the show proper here, we should talk about our next arcs giveaway and theme what we're going to do for our next arc is we're going to do a planeswalker theme now before you yeah i'm already doing it yeah before you make that face what we're going to do is we're going to pick a planeswalker and then we're going to jam a deck full of the things that that planeswalker is obviously the biggest fan of so we're going to try and limit ourselves to Cards with fire on them, or cards that make beasts, or cards that with zombies, and yeah, it's going to... Yeah, okay, so for example, you said cards with fire on them. Maybe we would do a Chandra Planeswalker deck, and everything is Chandra's this, or fire that, or Chandra flavor text. Not a theme deck per se, because we still want to make decks that are like Playable, decks, yeah. right? But a Chandra deck. But it's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. We think it's going to be a, a, a lot of fun to do, and Planeswalkers are... I'm not going to say popular, but they're kind of neat. It'll be fun to try and uh, actually work with them for a change because we typically don't. Now, you say Planeswalker. You say new arc. New giveaway? I'm sure we'll have one of those. What, what are we going to give away this week or this uh, month-ish? Well, okay. Closer to the top of the show, I said that friend of the show and I, Geoff, anti-FU Geoff, I think that's the first one of those he's ever gotten. Probably. Played in sure. a battle bond draft. We won. We packed two, first pick Toothy and Pier, and then... The store owner is like, hold on, hold on, I screwed up, I forgot to give everybody their promos. He's in blue-black, I'm in red-green. We crack our promo package, Rowan and Will Kenrith. Wow. So we had Toothy and Pierre, the Kenrith twins, we went undefeated, we won a bunch of packs. <laughs> it was totally sweet. But we split, he kept more of the packs, I got Rowan and Will Kenrith. Ooh. So why don't we give them away? Let's do it. Let's give them away. Are we giving away foil promo Planeswalkers, Ryan? Yeah, they're like 50 bucks each. Ooh. Let's do it. Let's do it, yeah. CCO Nation, you want some some twin Planeswalkers? We got twin Planeswalkers. Battle tested. These are like game-worn jerseys or (laughs) or battle-worn military gear. Ooh. These guys saw battle and were victorious. Every time we dropped them, we won. Ooh. I don't know if they're good in Commander, but you're going to get them. <laughs> Maybe we'll build a deck around them for um, the, the Ark of the Planeswalkers. Is that what we're going to call it? Maybe. We don't know. It's, it's, it's still in the brew stage, so we're, we got a couple of weeks before we're going to start it. But we'll have all the details hammered out, and we'll probably build a deck around those guys just to prove to you guys that they're worth winning. And uh, Oh, yeah. So, with that said, without further ado, we should delve deep down into our mailbag, and come out with some super sweet decks. And we received lots of them. I have six here, and we did five as part of Arc of Audience, so 11 decks over six weeks. We're so badass. These ones are going to be a little bit quicker, and we're going to give you a good insight into what the hive mind of CCO Nation has been uh, thinking about over the last little while. All right, man. First up, we have a deck called Offering. Offering by 
Mr. Esht, one, two, three. Eshed? Eshed? He's Eshed on Tapped Out. That's a bad one to start with. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Tana the Bloodsore and Ravos Soul Tender Partners list. So black, white, green, red. Yeah. You've got a Tana list. We've covered Tana on the show. Yeah, we talked about Tana on a thing. I have a Tana list that has all vanilla creatures in it. It sounds so terrible. Yeah. I have a I have Ravos in a list, and we've done a Ravos deck episode twenty something when we did no internet Orzov. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so give him a read. Ravos Soul Tender is a two two flyer for black white three other creatures you control get plus one plus one at the beginning of your upkeep. You may return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. And Tana the Bloodsower is a two two trampler for red green two. Whenever Tana the Bloodsower deals combat damage to a player, create that many 1-1 one, one green sapling creature tokens. Okay, so I I like this list. The list is called Offering because it plays cards that sometimes I think people think might be bad in Commander. Usually they are bad in Commander. So we're talking about Benevolent Offering and Sylvan Offering. Now, Benevolent Offering is an instant for white 3. Choose an opponent. You and that opponent each put three white spirit creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. Choose an opponent. You gain two life for each dude that you have. They gain two life for each dude that they have. So you give them a bunch of dudes, you get a bunch of dudes, then everybody gains a bunch of life. What's Sylvan Offering? Sylvan Offering is a sorcery for green X. Choose an opponent. You and that opponent each get an XX. Choose an opponent. Each of you get X one ones. So they get a big big, you get a big big. Then they get a bunch of dudes, you get a bunch of dudes. So These cards sound terrible, Ryan. Th- they kind of do, but the deck manages to weaponize them in some way or another. I'm thinking Tainted Remedy? Tainted Remedy. If an opponent would gain life, that player loses that life instead. It's an enchantment for black too. And I also like, with Sylvan Offering, there's a little ditty called Fumigate. Fumigate is a wrath spell that you gain life for every creature that dies. Or also Phyrexian Rebirth. So you give them a bunch of tokens. Phyrexian Rebirth is a wrath that you get a big, big, equal to the number of creatures that just died. Nice. Yes. I like decks that make shitty cards less shitty. I also like False Cure in the deck. He's not running it, but it's the same thing as Tainted Remedy. Whenever somebody gains life, they lose that much life instead. Oh, that's a good... Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, super cool. Or a Reign of... I guess you, you could play Reign of Gore in here. You could, because you've got black and red. Oh, I love Reign of Gore. He also rocks Perforos for all of the token shenanigans, as you would probably expect, which is, is pretty cool. And Ogre Battle Driver. So whenever a creature enters the battlefield, it gets plus... 2 plus O and gains haste. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, you Sylvan Offering for a bunch, or you Benevolent Offering and get a bunch of flying tokens. They enter the battlefield plus 2 with haste, right? And your XX has haste, or what else has he got? He's got what, Kamigawa Flip card. What's this about? Another Along the same lines, I love this card, and I think it's way less play than it deserves. Hamaru Human Ascendant. He's a 4-4 four, four for red, red, 4. Can't block, and when he hits your graveyard, you return him to play flipped. And when he's Flipped, he turns into a legendary enchantment that gives your creatures plus two, plus two flying and fire breathing. Not terrible. <laughs> Not terrible in a token strategy. Another highlight in the deck, because you're, you're playing so many colors, you can jam Ghoul Collar Gisa. So she is a 3-4 for black, black, three, human wizard, black, tap, sacrifice another creature. You get X, two twos, where X is the creature's power. So really good with your... 
Phyrexian Rebirth or your Sylvan Offering XX. So, I don't know. Good on you. Cool deck. Jams 38 land. Jams a Volras Stronghold, which is something that you just don't see very often because it's $64 now. Jesus. Yeah. So, it lets you get a creature back from your graveyard, put it into your hand or on top of your library. Top of library. Top of library. That's fine. I like it. It's a cool deck that makes terrible cards really good. Sounds like a CCO uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, E-Shed. I love when people make shitty cards less shitty. Although, Tempt with Vengeance, still bad. Maybe not in this deck. Play Tempt with Vengeance. I play Tempt with Vengeance. Do you, have you ever had anybody be tempted with the Vengeance? Yeah, I don't even remember what it does, but I know I play it. <laughs> it shows you how many... I have too many decks. Red X, you get X11s. Then any other player may also get X11s, but every one of them that does, you get X11s again. Oh, no, I play the Red Offering. That's what it is. Not Tempt with Vengeance. Yeah, the Tempt ones that you... You'd never take the deal. Yeah. You'd never though, take yeah. it. But everybody does. Yeah. Maybe it's not that bad. Remember that time I did like, I attempt for vengeance for like 15 and I had a perforos and somebody took the thing. Oh, what, gave, a, what a ding. I think I killed everybody and I don't know what if they knew that that was coming. What a but, stupid idiot. But it was great anyway. So, ha. <laughs> Next deck. Next deck is called Hannah Pillowfort hyphen no combo, no stacks by Flores. Flores, aka Chris Hughes. Hannah Ship's Navigator, totally smoking hot. Let's can we take a minute? Yeah, let's just take a second to talk about how smoking hot Hannah Ship's Navigator is. That's why we picked this deck. Yeah, it's, send that nude. Yeah, that wow. All right. Tyrese Nielsen, you're a good man. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> Therese. What? And I think it might be a girl. Oh. Good on her then. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm totally off the Liliana Chandra playmat, and I want this one now. Oh yeah. Yeah. She'd always be staring right at you. No, she's looking past you like you don't matter, which yeah. is part of what makes her hot. Yeah, kind of. No. All right. Okay. I like this deck because, well, first of all, no no stacks because F the stacks player. <laughs> yes. Yes, let's burn them all at the stake. No combos. Also so, cool. Good on well, you. Well, not really after my own heart, but there is a little ditty called little spicy nugget. Not in the EDH stock list for Hannah Ship's Navigator. Energy Field. Give it a read. Energy Field is an enchantment for blue one. Prevent all damage dealt to you by sources you do not control. When a card is put into your graveyard, sacrifice Energy Field. So if somebody kills your Energy Field, you just Hannah Ship's Navigator back into your hand and cast it. Read Hannah Ship's Navigator. Hannah Ship's Navigator is smoking hot for a one, two, white, blue, one, and for white, blue, one tap, return target artifact or enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand. So for five mana, tap your commander. You can just not take damage. Like ever. It's pretty good. Seems kind of staxy, but it seems kind of pillow forty as well. I would call it more pillow forty than staxy. I love energy field. Energy field's a great thing. Speaking of fields, it also plays dissipation field. Ah, blue no mercy we talked about no mercy last week blue blue two whenever a permanent deals damage to you return it to its owner's hand so it doesn't even just bounce creatures it gets everything i yeah i suppose if, if it... you manage to survive that ether flux reservoir hit oh yeah then... i didn't even think of that well you would with your energy field <laughs> yeah excellent <laughs> if some asshole decides to burn themselves for 50 <laughs> does nothing <laughs> so excellent I like Dissipation Field. It's like the Blue No Mercy. It even has the same converted mana cost. It stops tokens. It stops big guys that got cheated into play from hitting you. It's good. He also plays, uh, instead of your standard Wrath Suite, like Wrath of God, 
He plays ones that I super like, like Final Judgment and Descend Upon the Sinful. Oh, um, which one's which one's Final Judgment? Read it again. I saw the picture. I know which card it is, but I can't read it. Give it a read. White, white, four. Remove all creatures from the game. So it gets around Indestructible. gets around Graveyard Recursion. Yeah, gets I don't around mind all that. that. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's a good card. Sure. Descend Upon the Sinful is the same card, but if you have Delirium, you get a 4-4 Angel. Remember we talked about that in the Angel Tribal deck? Oh, yeah, and I thought it should be like an Angel for each card that's exiled and like cost 8 instead of 6 or something. And I said they should play Final Judgment instead because Final Judgment is sweet. Even though this is hypothetically just a better card. It's just a better card in every way. Redundancy is always welcome. We also like this deck because it kind of likens back to our Arc of Opposition where we did that Boros barbed wire fence deck. It's like Boros control, right? Yeah, like when a dude attacks you, like all of your enchantments just destroy that creature's whole universe. This is kind of the same thing, except it's that Azorius hopelessness where instead of attacking in and dying they just attack and it just doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter energy field this spatian field propaganda ghostly prison it it like makes it so people just don't attack you I mean, that's pillow fort i guess and if right? you do get in they have a martyr's bond and all these other terrible things well, yeah, block with block with your four four angel and then it dies and then you get to kill something with martyr's bond yeah. i think it also plays karmic justice which is kind of the same thing it doesn't play karmic justice but it probably should Oh, well, yeah, maybe. It's a, it's a good card. I suppose. So good on you, Flores, or Chris Huge. Ooh! There's a good nickname. There's a funny nickname for playing. Yeah, Hannah Ship's Navigator makes me huge. It's <laughs> gross, Ryan. All right, next deck. Before we move on, the Hannah Ship's Navigator, I think it's a good drinking deck. Why is that? It's like you just set it and forget it. Nobody's going to attack you. And you can just sit back and play drink to drink. Oh, I like that. Until it's time to win. Yeah. I don't know how much of that I do when I <laughs> drink heavily. <laughs> Unless it's attractable. Yes. Okay. Coming up next. Ooh, deck after my own heart from Steve Deadman. Or Steve Connaughton, if you will. And I will. Or I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you God damn it. I got him. Big man of Hirobi. That's what I'm calling it. I love Hirobi. He was our... The first episode we ever did. Episode one, throwback. Hirobi Death's Whale. Give him a read. Hirobi Death's Whale is a 4-4 flyer for Black Black 2 from Krapagawa. Oh. I'm sure there's some kind of horrible drawback to this guy, hey? Yeah. Let's read the rest of the card. Whenever a creature becomes the target of a spell or ability, destroy that creature. Oh my god. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so... Super control list, right? Which is it's it's kind of funny that we picked your deck and it was a control list for the inaugural episode of yeah. Commander Cookout Podcast. Well, it's the unexpected nature of Commander, right? I suppose. What's going to appeal to somebody else? Like it's the only control deck I actually own. Maybe Noran the Wary's kind of turned into a control deck. Oh, too. A we'll little, get to I think a, I think a little bit Noran is. We got a throwback to Norn in an upcoming best of the rest deck. Ooh. So this Hirobi list got some spicy includes. It's got your typical tap, target a thing to do nothing to it, but then it dies. It's got lands that tap things like Herb or uh, Tower of the Magistrate. You can tap one in it and target creature gains pro artifacts. But and then it dies. Gaining, yeah, yeah, instead of grow, gaining pro, pro artifacts, it just eats shit. And that's awesome. Or it's got like um, Maze of Ith. So when you target an attacking creature, it just dies. Turns your maze of it into like terror. That's way uh, way better. Terror. It turns it into murder. 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 <laughs> I was trying to think of a removal spell that targeted anything, and was, murder is it. I was trying to say murder. How Rebecca thinks it's really funny. Like when I yell murder. You yell murder sometimes. Yes. Why? She always watches like these uh, true detective like 
uh, first 48 and and like dateline Ooh, forensic files For, yeah 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 and uh, i always say are you watching a murder show <laughs> and she goes yes <laughs> <laughs> So this plays Big Manny, something that you don't play that it plays, Torment of Hailfire. Torment of Hailfire is a rare from one of the Amonkit block. I don't remember. Amonkit proper, I believe. And it's black, black, X. Repeat the following process X times. Each opponent loses three life unless that player sacks a non-land permanent or discards a card. So they lose three life unless they discard or sack a permanent. Yeah. So just like make X 50 and you have to lose like 150 life or sacrifice a permanent or discard a card. We talked last week about how much of a beating Annihilator was. This is Annihilator on a spell. Uh, it kind of is, yeah. Yeah. Neat. Or or die. Annihilator or die. Yes. Yeah. So either way, you're probably going to lose the game when that one is... Super sweet. And it's got Mana Doubler's Bubbling Muck, which is like blue high tide. Whenever you tap a swamp for mana, it gives you an additional black. It's got Crypt Ghast, uh, Megas of the Coffers, Cabal Coffers, and I think that's all the Mana Doublers. I think maybe Narcona Revenant's getting a, re uh, a reprint in Battle Bond. I think that one goes in this deck. That def That's in my deck. Because I think it targets, right? Yes, it does. You can give target creature... Oh, no, it gives it... I think it pumps itself. I oh, think it I think it just pumps thing. itself. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Still a good finisher, because yeah. I think it flies. It also plays uh, Walking Ballista, which it's is... Good mana dump. Great with, with big mana. So also Walking Ballista is an XX for a zero, 0 enters the battlefield with X plus 1 plus 1 counters. Mana dump of four to put a plus one, plus one counter on it, and then remove a plus one counter to ping something. Or kill it. Yes. Or if you've got like 50 mana, you have a 25-25 walking ballista that you can just remove all the counters and hit somebody for 25. That's pretty good. Yeah. Big. I'm actually going to go out and buy one of these as soon as we're done. This is a cool include. I didn't know about this, this card. Out. So this, this is awesome. It's a 1-1 one, one for black, black one called Zenic Poltergeist, and it has tap until your next upkeep. Target non-creature artifact is an artifact creature with power and toughness equal to its total casting cost. Now, why is that important? Black doesn't kill artifacts, but it fucking does now. Yeah. This is card number three in black that kills artifacts after your Phyrexian Gate, your Phyrexian Tribute, and your Xenic Polstergeist. Oh, it's, and it's got a cool picture on it, too. Yeah, it's kind of like a weird fifth edition picture. It probably has a different picture from when it was printed, like, in the dark or whatever. Oh, you think it's from the dark? Probably from the dark. We're looking up all the printings. Survey says... Clothes from Antiquities. That's practically the dark. And it's 85 Canadian dollars or 90 cents. The Antiquities printing is 90 cents. you got to get that one. Oh, definitely. That'll play whiteboarded schlock. Except for that greater good. And I'm going to replace that soon, too. Battle Bond. Good reprints. Yeah. The other thing that we wanted to highlight, two reasons, really. It's got a really weird and creepy nude picture on it. Yeah. It actually does. Like, that is a full-on boob. Yeah, that is a naked lady with really skinny legs. Yeah, she has skinny legs. Yeah. Anyway, it's called Withering Boon. It's black one for an enchantment. Pay three life. Counter target summon spell. That That's a creature, right? Of course a summon spell is a creature, Ryan. <laughs> Read the card right. <laughs> Can we just, can we call it Withering Boob? There are Withering Boobs in the picture, so absolutely we can. CCO Nation, look it up. It's Google the, that. The, yeah. <laughs> don't Google Withering Boob. <laughs> I don't know if it's printed in other sets. The one we're talking about is specifically from Mirage. 
another Mirage gem. This one with a boob. I like it. We have devolved into talking about boobs on our show. We'll move on. Uh, But this is a great deck. I'm really glad this one got sent to us. It gave me some sweet ideas to spruce up uh, my own. Although I am going to come down on Steve Kadon a little bit because there's very few foils in this list. And when you compare it to my almost 100% foil Hiroi list. Dang. Yeah. Oh, this guy plays um, the Lighthouse as well. What is it called? Oh, right. See, I'm a pleb for not playing Arcane Lighthouse. It's a utility land that takes Hexproof away from your opponent's creatures. Dang. I never even thought of it. Yeah, that's a good Honestly, one. And that Hexproof is the bane of Hiroi's existence. Yep. So if I can remove it. Oh, oh baby. Play yes. your utility lands. That's what we say, right? Next deck. Next deck, we have got Jason Rombouts. I am a robot on tapped out Horde of Notions list. Ooh, I used to have a Horde of Notions list. You did. And if last deck was uh, after your own heart, oh, it was. With Hirobi, no foils though. Yeah. This one is after my heart because it's a degenerate combo deck. All foils. <laughs> Except there's, there's one card in here, Ryan. There is one. And, and, and we wanted to talk about this twofold. Mystic Remora. In the list, not foil. Doesn't come in foil. Nope. Jason, I have a masterfully altered one that I'm willing to part with. Get at me. And just the the other thing I wanted to talk about it about or for, big shout out to everybody who bid on my altered cards uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Super awesome. Yeah, helping you out and you get some sweet cards too. Yeah. Uh, Successful enough, I might do it again as long as Brando doesn't start shaking a stick at me. (laughs) I don't know. Let's give it a read. Mystic Remora is good, um, particularly with another card we're going to talk about in the deck. And it's got a fish on it. Enchantment for blue, cumulative upkeep of one. Whenever target opponent successfully casts a non-creature spell, you may draw a card. That player may pay four to counter this effect. They so whenever do. whenever they cast a non-creature, they pay four. Or you just draw a card. Yeah. So it's like better Rhystic Study, yeah. especially early game. Yeah, what was the thing we talked about it in Yidris' uh, degenerate combo, where you go turn, like you go forest, or... Green mana source, carpet of flowers, an opponent has an island in play. During your next main phase, you drop a Mystic Remora, and then during their next turn, you draw a whole bunch of cards. And yeah, you come that's back right. And grip, and you win on the next turn. Yeah, Mystic Remora is sick. And I wanted to highlight new commander combo control doesn't matter Dominaria gem Moldrotha the Grave Tide. Moldrotha the Grave Tide is a 6-6 six, six for 6. That's a white, green, black, 3. During each of your turns, you can play up to one permanent card of each permanent type from your graveyard. So an enchantment, an artifact, a creature. So I guess if there was a tribal, you could probably play that too. Also a planeswalker. Yes, I think particularly cool in this list, Muldratha changes your Mystic Remora's cumulative upkeep from one, two, three, four every turn, changes it to blue, 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 blue <laughs> every turn because That's cool. you just sacrifice it and then you cast it again from your graveyard at the end of turn with your one blue, unless you need your blue on the first go around, then you just pay the generic one to keep it alive. Super cool. Very neat card. Muldrotha also good with Mishra's Bobble in the deck. Zero cost artifact. You sacrifice it and a bunch of other stuff. Don't care. At the end of the effect, draw a card at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep. So you draw two cards every go around of the table because Muldrotha lets you recast Mishra's Bobble. I like that. Super cool. Totally degenerate deck. It plays like, uh, well, Horde of Notions lets you tap Wooburg to cast a spell from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. An elemental spell. 
Oh, an elemental spell. Sorry. That's fine. You can still cast Muldratha. She's awesome. And then there's a whole bunch of other elementals that you could cast, like Green Warden of Morassa, Maelstrom Wanderer. Wanderer. Yeah, exactly, right? It's just Cascades, Cascades. My boy Omnath Locus of Rage is in here, too. Yeah. Like, there's so you, lots of cool stuff. So you play Wooburg, and it's got Tuned Mana Base with Bazaar of Baghdad to get stuff into your graveyard. Oh. And then you just pay Wooburg, get stuff back, right? And you could go Traumatize, mill half your library for blue, blue, three, and then just living living death, living end. Either one. And get everything back. Oh. Super, super cool list. I like it. Totally foiled out. Get at me for the Mr. Cremora. I just wanted to mention it because this is my jam. I would also like to mention that the price tag of this deck is $9,500 and change. Cool. Wow. <laughs> I didn't pay that much for my first car. Neither did I. I didn't pay that much for my first three cars. Combined? Combined. <laughs> <laughs> Next deck? Next deck is Gahiji Hates Basics by Chief D425. The Deech. The Deech. We would be remiss to do Arc of Audience without talking about the Deech. Member of CCO Nation, whose nickname we gave him during Funny Nicknames, stuck in real life. Love it. That's excellent. Changing the world. <laughs> so good. Okay, so Gahiji Honored One hates basics or hates non-basics. We're not 100% sure about the name. Because there's a lot of basics in this deck. Snow-covered basics. They're still basics. They're still basics. If you were trying to hermit druid combo, you wouldn't make it. Nope. Not trying to hermit druid combo. He's trying to beat wholesale ass combo. What does Gahiji do? Let's check this out real quick. He's a 4-4 for, for Naya and 2. Whenever a creature attacks one of your opponents or a Planeswalker and opponent controls, it gets plus 2 plus 0 till end of turn. So he encourages people to not attack you. Yes. We like this guy because it kind of is like that Boros Barbed Wire deck except the beatdown creature version. Right beside Gahiji in the spoiler on his tapped out page, we're looking at Gisela Blade of Gold Knight. That's a 5-5 flying first striker for white, white, red, 4. And then whenever somebody deals damage to not your shit, deals double that damage. Deal damage to your shit, deals half that damage. Goes great with little guy that we just looked up called Avatar of Slaughter. Not in the deck, but we think that it should be red, red, 6 for an 8-8. All creatures have double strike and attack each turn if able. Savage. Yeah, and they're going to get buffed by Gahiji when they attack as long as it's not hitting you. So he stuffed the deck full of big value creatures like Xenagos and Sun Titan and Bruce uh, Bruce Tarl Boorish Herder gives your guys like lifelink and double strike when they attack. Yep. So sweet. And then he had a couple other gems that we, we liked. A little enchantment we like to call Heat Stroke, Red 3. <laughs> At the end of each combat, destroy all creatures that blocked or were blocked. So no blocks. It encourages attacking, but not blocking. Yeah, everybody attacks with Gisela and Sla Avatar of Slaughter and Kahiji. Nobody blocks. Also, incre also encouraging attacking, we have Total War from Ice Age. Another gem. Yes. Red 3, whenever a creature attacks, all the creatures that aren't walls that aren't attacking just eat shit. They just get destroyed by uh, Total War. So good. Encourage attacking. Good with Gisela. Good with Avatar of Slaughter. Good with Kihiji. Everybody's going to get attacked. I also like True Conviction. Brando's giving me the look because this card is a beating when it hits the battlefield. Creatures you control have Double Strike and Lifelink for White, White, White 3. Hate that card. Again with the Double Strike, right? Double Strike is great in this deck, but this card is so 
Moving on. Moving on. We're also playing a little gem. I think this is a gem. Angel's Trumpet. Artifact for three. Attacking does not cause creatures to tap. Period. New paragraph. At the end of each player's turn, tap all untapped creatures they control that didn't attack, and then it does one damage for each creature that got tapped. So, attack. This is a deck that beats wholesale ass, but you're not the one beating any of the wholesale ass until it's just you and somebody else. We haven't beat Wholesale Ass for a good long while on CCO Podcast, have we? Or did we last week? Yeah, last week we played Spaghetti Tribal. We beat all kinds of Wholesale Ass in that Yeah, deck. we did. You know what? I like the inclusions of the snow-covered lands in this deck because he's playing Rampant Growth, but along Rampant Growth, and this is fitting because we're Canadian, into the north. <laughs> and it, it's exactly Rampant Growth, except it searches for a snow land. Nice. Yeah. We also talked about this card earlier, Karmic Justice. It's in this deck. So it's white to enchantment. Give it a read. Whenever a spell or ability an opponent controls destroys a non-creature permanent you control, destroy target permanent that opponent controls. Yeah. So you F with my stuff, I'll F with your stuff. Yeah. And attack. And not me. Yes. <laughs> there's also like a little Voltron package in here with some enchantments that go on your Gahiji. Yeah, like the on. ones from Lorwyn block that if it's... Red and green, it gets this. If it's green and red, or white, and then if it's white and red, it gets plus two, plus two, and then a bonus and a bonus for each of those. Yeah, they're neat. So it's a so kind of a little finisher for once your opponent. Four, are... four, Gahiji ends up being like a six, six, an eight, eight, or a ten, ten with a whole laundry list of special abilities. With like double strike, trample, life link, fire breathing, indestructible flying. That's what it would be if you had all three. Did it. Excellent. Also, Blood Moon's in this deck. Because F everybody. Three color deck, lots of ramp, blood moon, and then just put out your big fat fatties and start turning them sideways. And everybody has to. Or else. Oh, it's even got an assault suit in it. An assault suit equips and then just gets past her on the table and you just attack and you can't attack the owner of assault suit with it. And it gets an additional bump from Gahiji because the Gahiji player isn't getting attacked. Nice. So awesome. Last one I want to mention, a little bit of a non-bow with Blood Moon, but it's Sabo's Web. Sabo's Web, do we know how to say this yet? To Sabo? Sabo. Sabo. Silent T or Silent S? Silent T. Sabo. 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 Whatever. It's his web. Sabo's Web. It's an artifact for two. Whenever it comes into play, draw a card. Lands with activated abilities that aren't mana abilities, don't untap during your controller's untap steps. So it shuts off your utility lands. It yep. shuts off your Rogue's Passage, shuts off your Tower of the Magistrate in your Hirobi deck. <laughs> Get wrecked, Bazaar. Get wrecked, Bazaar. Yeah, shuts off Bazaar. <laughs> yeah, super cool. Very cool. Good on you, the Deech. Next deck. Okay, next deck. And sadly, because I think that this is a very fun episode... The last deck that we're going to cover for our wrap-up show this time around, we've got Daniel Kraus. Kraus. Zzz. Bem 40. Bem 77? Bem 77 on tapped out. Jack in the Box. Throwmock the Insatiable deck. Jack in the Box, I think, is something that we coined here at CCO Podcast for when you build a deck that's a deck, but then inside of it you have, like, ingrained in there... Another commander. Yeah, like another, almost like a package, right? Yeah, the one that we did was Norn the Wary, and then in Norn the Wary was a Neheb the Eternal combo deck as well. Yes, Norn itself is a kind of a control list that used to be a chaos lift. You list, you morphed it into a control list, and then randomly, because there's no tutors in it, you can draw a couple of the Neheb the Eternal cards and combo out to win. 
Yes, it's pretty cool. This one is kind of like that. It's a Wart the Raid Mother deck, whose list we've covered in Arc of Opposition for Gruel Control. Yes. It's like episode 28 or 30 or something. And the Norin in the Box episode was episode 25. Ooh. So there's a, a little period of time that we did decks like this, and I want to throw back to those because I like both of those decks. They Wart the Raid Mother was the, uh, I think, one of our most popular episodes ever. Yeah, it was. We get comments about it still. Let's give her a read, and then let's read the actual commander of the deck, Thromok, who is the jack-in-the-box commander. Wart the Raid Mother is a 3-3 for Gruel Gruel 4. Oh, man. Whenever she comes into play, you get two 1-1 one, one red and green goblin creature tokens, and each red and green instant and sorcerer you play has Conspire. And Conspire is when you play a spell, you can tap two creatures that share a type with it, and if you do, you can copy it. Color with it. Color with it. What did I say? Type. Definitely can't do that. No. So yeah, definitely color. So you cast like your ramp spell or your, your removal spell, and you tap two goblins that are the same color, and you can double it. Like that. So let's give Thromok a read here. And Thromok the Insatiable is a 0-0 zero, zero for red-green 3, and he has Devour X, where X is the number of creatures devoured this way. So if you devour five guys, you get five tokens for each guy. Plus one, plus one counters. Plus one, plus one counters, yes. So Devour, I'm not going to say X, I'm going to use the letter N. Devour N, let's say it's one. You devour a guy and you get one plus one plus one counter. Seems bad. Devour three, let's say. Or Michaeloth in the deck. Devour two. You devour a guy, you get two plus one plus one counters, right? So with Michaeloth, if you devour 10 guys, you get 20 plus one plus one counters. So good. Then at the beginning of your upkeep, Michaeloth puts in a sapperling for each plus one plus one counter on him. So you'd get 20 counters, 20 tokens, sorry. Cast Thromok, sack 20 guys, so you get 20 plus 20 plus 20s. Yeah. That's like 400. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you win with Thromok at 400, 400? Does he play a Rogue's Passage, CCO Staple? Yes. Does he play a Kessig Wolf Run? Yes. What's the other one? Scarg, Scrag, Rage Pits or whatever? Scrag the Rage Pits. And yes. In the deck. Good on you, DK. So both of those lands, green, red, one, or green, red, X, essentially you're just using it to give a guy trample. Correct. And then Rogue's Passage is four, tap, target creature becomes unblockable. But I see a brawn. I see, uh, what what else do we got that we can, can we talk about Brawn last week when it's in the graveyard and you control a forest, gives trample. There's a couple spells, I think, right? The souls spells? Yes, there's a souls fire, target player, you or target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature or player, and then you can conspire that using Thromok and Wart to kill two people with it. Sweet. There's also, ooh, I'm going to talk about this. Third week in a row, we play Decimate. So Decimate is destroy target artifact, target enchantment, target creature, and target land for green, red, two. Yes. Tap two goblins, destroy eight things. <laughs> Brando's favorite spell, three weeks in a row. How cool is that? Here's one that I like, one of my favorite spells, Chandra's Ignition. Give red, it a red, read. Red, red, three. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each other creature and each opponent. They die. 
Every time. Cast Thromok. Cast Chandra's Ignition. Everybody dies. Excellent. Yeah, so good. And you don't need to devour 20 with Thromok, right? Like, if you devour 5, he gets plus 5, plus 5. He gets 5 one, one counters 5 times. So he becomes a 25-25. That's pretty good. Right? You just need to devour 5 guys, and then you just have to devour 5 guys, and, like, souls... What was the souls fire? Souls fire. Boom, somebody's dead. So devour four guys. No, because I would only give you 16. So it's got to be five. It's got, well, five is 25. If you want to go for 40, you got to do six guys? Because that makes him a 30. That makes him a 36, 36. They'll crack a fetch land. They'll, they'll, you'll get him. You'll get him. Yeah. You're also <laughs> yeah, playing, a yeah. gob, you're playing a goblin sub-theme to make sure that you get your... To make sure you actually get your tokens that you need. You have lots of instants and sorceries that make goblin spell or goblin tokens. You got a bunch of goblins that make goblin tokens. You got a bunch of goblins that are goblins. And you're running two super sweet cards that both basically do the same thing in Prowling Serpapod and Vexing Shusher, which makes your spells uncounterable. So once you sack all your dudes to play that big throw mock, somebody can't just, I don't know, desertion it. Yeah. Because how bad does that feel, oh, JJ? so terrible. Happened once. F you, JJ. He sacked his whole board, and then I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess the goblins can act as your conspirers they can act as your sacrificers to throw mock and or act as early game beats so you don't need to devour 10 guys with throw mock you can devour four or five and still be able to kill in one shot exactly so i like this deck it's got really high top end we've we've got um, like i mentioned the Michaeloth in there but we also have an avenger of zendikar cards fallen out of favor but you know what still really good Still get, powerful as you hell. You get seven creatures coming into the battlefield with it if you have seven lands, and then you just keep playing lands, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And if they don't, like if you're tapped out, you're on your seventh or eighth land, and you're just not hitting gas anymore, or you're hitting only gas, no lands, just start chucking the Thromok. Even if you have to sack Thromok a couple times, regrow them back or whatever, like it's a cool deck. It's a really neat deck, and it's a gruel deck, which is my favorite. Good on you, Daniel Kraus. Way to go, Mr. Kraus. So those are all the decks that we have to feature this this time around. This was fun. We should do this again. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, best of the rest. Who thought it would be actually this fun just to kind of plow through? How many decks would we do? One, two, three, four, five, six decks. Awesome. And I'll put links in our show notes so you can find them from your phone or find them from our Podomatic or Patreon page. But also they're they've been added to our Arc of Audience folder on our tapped out page. If you want to check them out, upvote them, make suggestions to other CCO Nation members on uh, cards that they've missed and we've missed. Because we've made a couple of recommendations, but not to every list. Check them out. Check out each other's decks and uh, I guess keep growing our little community, right? We can all get better together. Yay! Like BEM77, just plunk that money down, buy some Battleborn, and get that doubling season. Battle Bond. Battle Bond. Battle Bond. Battle Bond. Battle Born is a terrible video game. <laughs> you make a terrible video game reference every week, I think. I, I try, because the doubling season is better than Parallel Lives in this deck, because Thromont comes in with counters. Oh, yeah. When you devour those five guys and get a 25-25, you get a 50-50, and a 50-50 is always better than a 25-25. Especially with Pandemonium. Yes. <laughs> or Warstorm Surge, if you're a pussy. And you can play either one of those, too. You can play them both. Absolutely, you can. So sweet. Because more is always better. <laughs> Less is for the weak. Okay, let's wrap it up. Attraxable in GP Vegas. It is going down. Looks like there are eight 
teams. Eight. Eight teams. Wow. We are sharpening up our tech, testing, tuning, trash talking. You guys are totally going down. And CCO National had actually sent us an email with a little message for the other seven teams in Attractable. You can get fucked. Couldn't have said it better myself. Very excellent. <laughs> so okay. Traxable, GP Vegas, more details to come as we have them. But uh, for some of you, we'll see you Saturday and we'll uh, have a good time doing that. Very much so. Shout out to Adrian DeRoche, winner of the Mario and Luigi deck giveaway. Yeah, yeah, it's on the way. Get at us with your details. We'll get that sent off to you. If you're going to be in Vegas, we will hand you the... Or throw it at you. Yeah, or throw it to you, whatever you want. Long bomb that shit. The uh, Fred and Barney deck to you from atop the crumbled remains of our opponents in Attractable. Whatever you want. Next arc, not starting next week because we're pre-recording because we're going to be in Vegas on our regular recording day. We are getting there on Wednesday afternoon. We're leaving Sunday kind of mid-morning. So from Wednesday to Sunday, get after us on Facebook or Twitter and uh, come find us. We're staying at the Luxor. Yeah, you can uh, see it from space. It's the south end of the Strip, and we're just planning on taking cabs, Uber, the train, walking, stumbling, whichever <laughs> version of transportation we can do while drinking is probably our preferred method. So if you have a car and are willing to be our DD <laughs> and you live in Vegas, you can hit us up with that too. New contest. New contest. We're going to give away the twins from Battle Bond uh, in our arc of Planeswalker, which we're going to start the week after next for the reasons that Ryan said. So uh, stay tuned for details on how to win that. We'll probably record them into the next show. Just, oh, yeah, for sure. We got to we gotta hype those bitches because I, I, I hope they're good. I want them to be good so bad because they are battle tested. <laughs> and they were good when we were playing them. And they're, it's going to be tremendous. We always find a way to make those bad cards work. And it turns out that so can our audience. That sounds like a final thought of the day. That was the whole final thought of the day. We have built a show on doing unexpected things, using unexpected cards in unexpected ways, and we're either inspiring you or we've tapped into the part of the community that agrees with us, and we just proved it over the last 11 decks we talked about. Thank you all for sending them in. Thank you for contributing. It means a lot to us that you're listening and that you're willing to contribute and send us your ideas and thoughts and stuff, and weird butt-cheek nudes. And withered titties. And withered boobs. Don't Google either of those things. Unless you want to, we got a little bit of time before the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo!